and welcome to episode 21. Do I really have to forgive? The forgiveness is more about me than it is about the other person. I'm letting it go. I'm not allowing what you have done to affect who I am. Anything that we hold on to that is unresolved mm. still has a control on us. The moment we start to process that healing process of forgiveness, we are disempowering it. It doesn't remove it from yeah. our history line or our timeline, but it removes the control yeah, yeah. that it has. You say, well, how can I forgive somebody who doesn't want to be forgiven? You absolutely can forgive somebody who... In fact, that probably is even more powerful. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 21 of The Winning Life TV. I'm Leanne Morgan. And I'm Gareth Morgan. And we're really happy that you've chosen to tune in to us today for episode 21, where we're going to be uh, unpacking another question, another discussion point. Hopefully, these things are helping you on your in your daily life, in your business, in your family, in your work, whatever it might be, that these are real questions for real people helping you to have a real impact. And today's question is quite provocative. Oh dear. It's one of those questions, I think, that when we get going with it, people are going to have to really process maybe some things in the past as a result of it. Before we go there, yes, because we don't want to dive in too deep too soon. <laughs> if I were to ask you, Leanne, you know, what is it that somebody has to do to really, like, provoke you? Like, what is... You know, people talk about, you know, everyone's got like uh, buttons that you press. Mm. Yeah. So, so, oh, I, I, I know how to push your buttons. That's a phrase, isn't it, that people yeah. use. So if, if Leanne had a, a button or buttons on her, okay, on your back here, okay, and I always press your buttons, what is it that really like flips you out? You know, you fully know, you live with me, you know what, what just sends me off but i'm 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 a coach i'm asking you <laughs> questions to draw that out i want to assume i know the answer i have this thing with um several things actually <laughs> okay so there's a keyboard <laughs> of buttons, of buttons. <laughs> um it's an actual real problem and there'll be so many people out there who can identify with this and sympathize and empathize but people who t who chew and eat their food really loudly or the certain noise not looking at anyone in particular um it drives me insane i li I, I literally i can't take it so there's that um isn't that actually called something that's it, what i mean there, it's an actual there are actual term. people that like listening there's no, like there's youtube clips that you can listen to no that's asmr which is a bit What's different that? um so people will deliberately do like noises that are supposed to be should, should we try and create some no, now for anybody no, listening? No, because I cannot stand it. <laughs> I ASMR. Yeah, no, I don't like that. It's not that. It, there's an actual phobia or... Um, I don't know if it's a phobia or if it's a condition where if somebody's eating or making a certain noise when they're eating, it sends you off the edge. And that's me. I actually... I have murderous thoughts when I can hear people eating. Don't eat anything around Leanne it, if you want to live. It happened once on the train. You're not about to confess a murder, are you? No, no, <laughs> I restrained myself. They were sitting in front of me and they were, they opened a packet of... Was it the quiet carriage? Oh, always on the quiet carriage. Yeah. They opened a packet of 
um, I think it was like cheese, onion crisps. And for those of you who know me, know I hate all cheese is vile. I hate all cheese. I am deprived of cheese, people. I love cheese, but I'm deprived. I'm looking after your cholesterol. So, uh, <laughs> but they opened a packet of cheese and onion or cheesy crisps. So the smell alone was making me want to vomit. And then they were like... <sighs> That, you just doing that now has just sent somebody off the edge. Yeah, well, that's hopefully that's, somebody hasn't careered off the road. But it wasn't like that. you know people put them in gently and you think, oh, fair enough, yeah. they're trying it. It was a full on line, <laughs> and I was sitting behind. Like it, honestly, it was so hard. Does anybody else do you do you get triggered by that? Let us know in the uh, <sighs> in the comments section if that is your your pet peeve, as it were. That and bad know, drivers. Press, bad drivers as well. Sorry, yeah, I just have to get a few another. Like people who are, who just, you know, you're doing the speed limit, but they're coming right up and right into your backside and you're like, go away. Okay. So that, th- those are things that provoke mm. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's more, but we, we haven't got enough time for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think. What uh, about you? For me, I think what provokes me is, uh, you know, people who jump cues, people who, and people who do it almost, Blatant. yeah. There's people who do it, and they oh, I didn't realize that this yeah, was a cue. It's an and yeah, I've this, done that. It's innocent. Yeah. yeah, of course it was innocent yeah. for you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's people who just literally rock up as if the, they are entitled. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's entitlement. I think it's entitlement yeah. that it is. That's that. That's my trigger. And like I am entitled to do this. And and any and, entitlement uh, is like. And in cities, particularly, mm. you know, when when I'm in London, you know, there's sometimes just you know get stepping onto something in front of people without lack lack of awareness. Mm. Just that, in, yeah, and entitlement. That's what it is. Like I deserve to be here, not you. Me I, uh, yeah, I deserve to be ahead of you, even if you know they weren't waiting there longer. Like that, I have to really restrain I can myself. Feel it coming off Ooh. you. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, it is. So I think there are those things that provoke mm. us, and of course, the reason I asked that question, Leanne, is because now there's a difference between somebody pushing our buttons and maybe the size of this question mm. that we're about to look at but it is about our response yeah it's about our response to what happens to us mm. and the response uh, as a result of maybe how we've been treated and the the question is do i really have to forgive Oof. do i really have to forgive now i told you it's a Deep one this, today. See, if have we got if long I'd enough? Se- if, I'd have se- if I'd have said that in the first sentence, I think everybody would have switched off. We've probably so. lost a few people now going, ah, I don't want to hear because this. Because <laughs> let's face it, there is something in every one of us that does not want to let go mm. of unforgiveness. Absolutely. Would you agree? Definitely. Because if you let it go, it's like it didn't happen or it doesn't matter. Mm. Or or by letting it go, it you you said what you did said whatever is fine which of course isn't the truth but that's our perception of it that if we don't make the person pay and withhold our forgiveness then they're going to get away with it yeah but that's not that's not entirely true um or it's not true at all but our sense of justice and what is right is runs so deep which is actually very interesting 
which is probably for another time. But as human beings, our sense of justice runs very, very deep. But then it can tip into judgment or into unforgiveness or lack of forgiveness. Oh, that's interesting. So I like that. There's a there's a, a, a phase point. of injustice, mm. which that's where we kind of get the sense of like this needs to be dealt with. But then that slips into judgment. Yeah, because if you think somebody... And obviously, there's a, there's a, this is a very big scale. This is part one of ten parts, people. Yeah, because <laughs> you think there, there's, a, there's a very big scale here of people who need forgiveness, right from a very small, like jumping in the queue or eating cheese and onion crisps on the train next to me, right up to some horrific things that, you know, we can't even begin to understand. Yeah. And I, I would... Say while the answer is the same, the the kind of process is very very different. Because mm. um, I don't want to be um, disrespectful to people who've had some horrific things happen to them that they are learning to forgive. Um, that does take more work. Yeah. Um, compared to someone who's just had the queue jumped in yeah, front of absolutely. them, etc. So we're not lumping this all no. in the, with the same level because it there's different different. Um, processes that people have to go through to get to that point but i do think we have to get to that point and not because the point of what of forgiveness yeah Yeah. like point blank so let's just uh, let's just define forgiveness Mm. because i think we can talk about a word and the reality is you know i remember somebody saying once that you know um, meanings of words are in people so we can all be talking about one word but we cannot have several different Mm. meanings uh, so forgiveness for you, uh, Liam, what, what is forgiveness? What would you say forgiveness is? You see, forgiveness cannot be about saying that, that what you did was okay and what you said was okay. So it's not a validation, not a validation of, of what you've or, done? No, and it's certainly not a celebration or even a sense of it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it does matter very often. It's more about I. It's it. The forgiveness is more about me than it is about the other person, mm. because you're saying, "I'm letting it go. I'm not allowing what you have done to affect who I am." I remember somebody saying, "Not forgiving somebody is like drinking poison yourself and hoping the other person will die." Mm. And I think that's. I mean, you've probably heard that. That's gone around for a long time, but it's so true. You know, we can think right. Well, I'm going to feel all this this angst and this hatred, this unforgiveness towards you, hoping that you die or you, you know, maybe mm. not physically die, but you you feel punished. But actually, we're the ones swallowing the poison. Yeah. Um, and there's a reason why forgiveness is actually part of a healing process and part of um, a development I- I- of you as a human being. And what I find incredible is I've watched lots of stories and documentaries of people who've had horrific things done to them or to their family but this incredible peace that comes upon the situation when the victim forgives. And even me watching that sometimes I'm like, how have you done that? How, mm. how can you forgive? But watching, which essentially is, is the correct um, design for our lives by God, is that when we forgive, there's just, it like just pours this ice cold water on a fire. Doesn't change what they've done. Doesn't change the consequences that that, that person might face. But there is not the heat in the situation for for yourself. And I think that the reason why that is is because anything that we hold on to that is unresolved Mm. still has a control on us. Mm. So when we don't 
process something that's happened and the forgiveness that is needed, then ultimately that situation, and it could be decades old, is still controlling us. Mm -hmm. The moment we start to process that in, and go through that that healing process of forgiveness, we are disempowering it. Mm. It doesn't remove it from yeah. our history line or our timeline, but it removes the control yeah, yeah. that it has. And and I think one of the reasons, therefore, why we don't deal or embrace forgiveness is because we're still somehow trying to control the other person mm. that did it to us. Yes. We're still trying to have some impact or some effect on them, some mm. revenge, retribution, causing them to still feel the responsibility for what they've done. And in reality, that isn't, we have no control over that. And anytime we as human beings try and control what is uncontrollable, we use um, copious amounts of energy, emotional, mental, <coughs> physical uh, energy that that is is wasted because we can't actually do anything with that. The only thing that we can control is our response mm. to what has happened. And so to focus in on on disempowering the control that that event, that scenario, that person had or has on me, that's the part that that we we can and must go through. And again, and I'm, I'm again conscious of saying that that is not a, a, a flippant kind of momentary thing. It mm. is a process, and at times it's a reoccurring thing that has to keep being worked on. But I think. It, on the flip side of that is our growth as as human beings. On the flip side of that is the, and again, this is where our faith comes in, the intimacy of, of <coughs> getting from God what we feel that situation has taken from us. Because again, that's very often uh, unforgiveness is related to the fact that something has been taken from mm. me, whether it's reputation whether it's um, identity, you know, whether it's innocence, wh whatever it might be. And that, that might be absolutely true. But the, the amazing thing is, and this is where, again, our faith comes in, is that that's where intimacy with God brings what has been taken. Yeah, absolutely. And, f and that even that small part of resentment that mm. might be sitting there from a conversation, so, you know, falling out or someone's done something sometimes it might even be someone said or done something to you unknowingly and rather than ta tackling the situation rather than having an honest conversation yeah. resentment can build and before you know it it's like it's like calcium in a you know limescale build up in a pipe yeah. it's just going to cause absolutely horrific expensive problems down the road and before you know it that resentment turns into a lack of forgiveness and that person might not even ask for forgiveness but you see that's really key as well you say well how can I forgive somebody who doesn't want to be forgiven you absolutely can forgive somebody who in fact that probably is even more powerful forgiving someone who has not even asked or said sorry because you're letting it go and even that statement says that they have the control exactly uh, I can't forgive unless they are willing, willing. to be forgiven yeah. and that immediately I've, I've ex uh, again I've exposed 
the thing that's controlling me, which is that ultimately I am being dominated mm. by the other person. I'm being dominated by the circumstance. And the way God has wired us is that we are to dominate, <coughs> not to be dominated. Mm. I don't mean dominate. God never gave the instruction to dominate another human being, ever. Um, we are to have dominion on, on this earth. In other words, to to take control of our lives, to mm. take control of our environments, to to work, to increase, to grow, to produce, to create. And so all of those things are part of the, 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 the dominating that we are supposed to embrace. But whilst we're being dominated by the past, we can't bring that dominant creative force for good in the present or the future. In every episode of the Winning Life podcast, you will hear Gareth and Leanne talk about the importance of getting a plan for your personal and professional life. That's why they have developed the MVP plan. When you develop your MVP plan, surprising opportunities and uncommon results follow. The MVP plan provides you with a clear structure to begin to see how your goals can turn into reality. Starting out with setting the goals, highlighting milestones and planning individual tasks you'll begin to see how the MVP plan is key to experiencing the results you've always wanted to have in order to make an impact in this world. Visit thewinninglife.tv today to get access to your plan and the steps on how to use it. And I think, Leanne, there's some things that, different ways that people avoid forgiveness don't they you know i think and again we've all done it number one people will uh, put distance between them and the person who yeah, has caused the offense yeah. so again and again we're not saying that you know, sometimes there are obviously reasons why that is a you know, the physical distancing mm. between people is a, is a right thing um but just by if it's avoidance it's never a good thing you know if it's as in avoiding the process of forgiveness mm. Another one is just burying it and compartmentalizing it. And men are very good at that. You know, yeah, men yeah. are very good at just kind of pushing it down there deep into our soul with the belief that it's not having any effect right now because it's somewhere in my subconscious. But the truth is like an app that's not on my scre- screen right now, but it's open, it's it's affecting my battery level yes. every yeah. single day. Mm-hmm. So I think avoidance, compartmentalization, and all of those things feel like it's a way of dealing with it. But it's not. It's just uh, kicking the can down the road. It's just it's putting co- coping off. Mechanism. It's procrastinating actually something that's going to build like a volcano eventually. And, yeah. and actually, like going back to that analogy of poison, while you're poisoning yourself with resentment and unforgiveness, um, and perhaps now I'm talking not while you're going through the process of some of the bigger things that happen. I'm perhaps talking about some of the the more everyday things that we allow to creep in. Um, While we're not working on that, while we're taking that poison of resentment and forgiveness, that essentially is going to prevent us from living out our purpose and our impact. And I like to think of, you know, when we are interacting with people, when we're working with people, when we are giving of ourselves... We are depositing something of ourselves into that person, yeah. you know, giving out. And when you think of a, almost like you're giving someone a glass of water to drink, you should we should be refreshing people, not dehydrating them and poisoning them. But you see, if we're, all we're full of is poison, mm. that's all we're going to be able to yeah. hand on to someone else. 
that's what I meant when I when I wa- said when I watched those documentaries of programs of people who were letting things go that had forgiven some terrible things that had happened to them. They refreshed me in listening, thinking, well, flipping heck, if they can, <laughs> if they can learn to forgive. Why am I holding on to X, Y, Z and allowing that when they... And look, and the the refreshment that comes from them. So, and then people have written books on it and stuff like that, you know, and people, things have happened to their life or their life is a product of something that happened to them and how they've forgiven, whether that be abuse or their background or whatever. And it's, there's so much that could have gone wrong there. But when God is involved, that, that forgiveness, because that is at God's heart, let's not forget, here that the whole pattern of forgiveness is because God forgave us first when we didn't ask for it and we didn't deserve it um actually that when we then do that we are copying we're imitating God forgiving us Christ forgiving us and there's something supernatural that happens that there's a refreshing that happens when we are impacting other people because if we're full of poison of resentment and and forgiveness that's all we're going to give out but if we are getting rid of that having a, a cleanse you know whatever um and just really giving people of who we really are in our hearts that's that's when our our, our kind of output is effective yeah no 100 percent. and again you you've said there that what's really important is you know our worldview mm. really informs this subject doesn't it you know so you know when we talk about worldview the, the easiest way i kind of explain worldview is what is the, the the big story that you believe that's affecting the meaning that you give everything in everyday life? And for us, you know, it, it is a biblical worldview. So it is the story of the Bible. And the story of the Bible reveals to us that ultimately all of us have fallen short of God's standards. In other words, we've all messed up. We've all failed. Uh, we, we've all, we're all in a position of requiring forgiveness. So there's not kind of just a group of people that need forgiving and, the, and a group of us that, you know, need to decide whether mm. we're going to forgive. The reality is we're all in that bracket of requiring forgiveness from God. Um, and, you know, Matthew 6, 14 says, you know, that if you, or Matthew 6, 14 and 15, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, then your heavenly Father will also forgive you. If you do not forgive others their sins, and sins is falling short of other people's standards and God's standards, your father will not forgive mm. your sins. And so, you know, that's a very sober reminder that God is all-loving, all-knowing, and perfect. And we have fallen short of his standards. And he is 100% open to forgiving us. In fact, he created the way by which we could be forgiven but the reality is is the access that we get to that forgiveness is linked to Mm. our forgiveness of others yeah Uh, and it's about applying that principle of we don't forgive based upon what somebody deserves absolutely and again that's sometimes we think well maybe in the future when i feel that they deserve my forgiveness then i'll give it and the truth is if you're waiting for that feeling, that feeling probably will never come. Mm. Um, so it can't be based upon deserve. It has to be based upon the bigger picture, which is, well, I didn't deserve forgiveness and I was given it. And whilst there is still pain attached to how somebody may have treated me, spoken to me, 
you know, done to me, etc. The bigger picture here is is that uh, forgiveness is 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 a command. It's not a choice, and forgiveness is something that I require God's strength mm. and help with. Again, God doesn't ask. God doesn't give us any command without the grace to fulfill that command. Absolutely, definitely. And so today, if you're listening to this, and we don't know what's happened in your life, we don't know what's happened to you, and maybe you're the only one who knows, maybe it's something you never talk mm. about, but there is a God who has seen. There's a God who has not only seen, but has felt. Because again, the Bible reveals to us that he's able to empathize mm. with us, because that's why Christ came. He came and he experienced, he experienced being uh, brutally killed by the very ones he created. Yeah, I mean, this, that's we just my... You can't even begin to go there. It. And so he knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to be, be killed, to be broken, to be spat upon, to be abused. He knows what it feels like. So he has seen and he has felt, uh, but he's also offering his strength and grace to help you process this and to to grow through it and you know in the last episode we were talking about very often about purpose mm. you know and i firmly believe that your pain in your life is your platform for your purpose yeah, good. <coughs> and something that you feel has robbed you actually now can become a great gift that you bring to the world mm. again it's not saying that you would go back and wish it happened but you turn it and actually I'm going to use this like you've said, Leanne, turn it and, and become something that refreshes mm. others. And how how brilliant would that be of a, you know, a result of a, a situation that actually it's turned into something for good, that it wasn't, a, it isn't a good thing when somebody betrays, when someone abuses, when someone hurts you, that's never a good thing. But it's almost like watch what God can do with something that's so awful when we put our hearts yeah. right. And I know that for a lot of people, it's really difficult when you've said things like, I'll never forgive you. Or if I, if I, you know, if I have to forgive them, it's like it doesn't matter. And, and like we've talked about this whole episode is that actually this is all about you. You cannot control the other person. I've even spoken to somebody before, um, helped somebody kind of counselling, coaching them who the person had died. So they couldn't, physically mm. go and ask, uh, tell the person wow. that they'd forgiven them. And they said, well, how can I forgive them? They're no longer here. And I said, because it's actually nothing to do with the other person. It's between you and God. And that, like you were saying about control, and in that moment, that person let it go. And it was an incredible healing that took place. Mm. Doesn't change what they did. And also when I said about, you know, the sense of justice in our heart that tips over into judgment, let's be careful because God is the only judge. So it's when we say, we forgive them. It's not that their sins are forgiven by us because we don't have the power to forgive what they have done wrong in that sense. We forgive how they've done something to us. Only God can do mm. that. They have to reconcile themselves with God for what they've said. Every done, action, there's judgment there is, And there's a consequence. So it's not that that person goes scot-free. We have to understand that, but that's not our responsibility. It's not our... Our um, role is not our judge. Control. No, no, it is not. Our, Any of us. N we cannot. Otherwise, 
as the Bible talks, we will be judged. Yeah, and, and Jesus said, do not judge. Absolutely. And there's a danger there. You know, when Jesus talked about that poor woman who's been stoned, you know, and, and he they, they kind of were because of something that she'd done wrong. And he said, let, uh, Jesus said to them, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. In other words, if you've done nothing wrong, you go ahead and do it. And one by one, they put their stones away and walked away because they realized, hang on, we've all done something wrong. We all of us require forgiveness. Mm. And when we place ourselves in judge and jury, we have to be then, our, our lives have to match that. And it's impossible. Imagine what social media would be like if, if you, you could apply that principle and, yeah. and, and everybody accepted that principle. Wow. You, know, you who's without uh, sin uh, cast, cast the, the first, first stone. stone. Could you imagine immediately what a nicer place social media it would be? It might shut down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There'd be no reason for may, people to be on social there may, media. There may be only uh, a, a, a fraction of uh, the, the, the tweets or a fraction of the posts. But I think, again, you know, ultimately this is about you becoming... Mm the best version of you, becoming the MVP that God has called you to be. Yeah. There's more in you than you think. And don't allow a meaning that you have a pre previously attached to what has happened to you to convince you that that is truth. Yeah. You can decide what something means. And of course, when we invite God in on the story, he reveals to us, you are not what happens mm. to you. You are not what you thought about it. You are not what you felt about it. You are who he says you That's are. Right. And you can take even the most painful scenario by his strength and by his grace and turn it into a platform that is going to produce something of incredible impact. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited, Leanne, as yeah. a result of today's you know episode. Again, you know, if you need to process this, again, it's something... I, I encourage people not to process on their own. Definitely. You know, get with somebody trusted, somebody who maybe you look and think, yeah, do you know what? They've processed forgiveness mm. well. Always look for somebody that you want to imitate um, in terms of, you know, they, they bear the fruit of what we're talking about here. Don't just go to somebody who, who talks it. No. Go to somebody who has shown it and demonstrated yeah. it. Okay. And uh, and again, you know, if you want to be part of our community, go to, to the Winning Life uh, dot tv and again this is a place and a space where you'll find like-minded people and again you'll be encouraged to to deal with the bigger questions we don't deal with small questions do we no. Leanne, on this uh, no podcast? we don't have all the answers that's not the the aim of this it's to help people have a place to discuss to talk things through but hopefully point people in the right direction we are imperfect people who are in process of of construction absolutely and so we just want to cheer one another on want to cheer you on on your journey. So until next time, take care. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed that episode. And if you enjoyed it, please go and subscribe over on all of our channels on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and not forgetting your favorite podcast platform. And if you head over to thewinninglife.tv, you'll be able to find all the resources available to you. Gareth has written several books, which will help you on your discovery to building stronger, and better lives. Come and join us for the next episode.